0: this show is a little off the beaten track and it may be unexpected and surprising so taste it and enjoy
1: we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people i only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a much.
0: oh boy here we go are you kidding me out of the dates, this is not happening by the way what title would you make? mary poppins practically perfect in every way I ain't like a pig. Hold
1: up. You are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me thumper. They call me
0: thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magical on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar, and this is your favorite Disney podcast, or one of your favorites, I hope. Uh, Merry Christmas. It is the Christmas season. We are like 12 or 13 days from Christmas. I haven't gotten my tree up yet. I know, I know. Don't don't yell at me. I'm getting up this weekend. I promise. I promised my child that I would get uh, the tree up this weekend, so it is coming up this weekend. Uh, But we have a show to do. We do. We have some Disney stuff to talk about first. Before we get into the Christmas stuff, we'll do our maybe a Christmas show next week. Got some great plans for next week's show, so we'll kind of do something a little different for next week's show. But this week, we're gonna have some fun talking about Disney Plus. Now, I know we've talked about Disney Plus before, kind of you know what we're excited about. Uh, we we had Jennifer Kaufman on. We talked about uh, the kind of a preview and kind of expectations, the things we were really wanting to see. Well, it's been out for a couple of weeks, and so I decided to call up my friend, No Guilt Fangirl Patty. She's going to come on with us, and we're going to talk a little bit about Disney+, Plus. we're going to talk about The Mandalorian, we're going to talk about Encore, we'll talk about the world, according to Jeff Goldblum, High School Musical, the series, the musical, the series, or however it's called. Of course, we'll talk about Imagineering, and all the fun stuff on Disney+, Plus. the movies that are there, the things we've really enjoyed so far, we'll talk about that as well. And also, we're even going to talk a little bit about uh, some non-Disney movies. We'll kind of touch base on maybe the best movies of the year we even talk about the irishman and i got to tell you patty and i agree we're on the same wavelength we we agree on a lot of this stuff so we'll get to that plus i kind of give you an idea of who my favorite who my very favorite high school musical actor actually is which is kind of fun uh, i got i got into a uh, to Patty's really good graces with my answer for that. Share the show. Go find the show online. Um, of course, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Find the show and share the show. Tell people about the show. Say, hey, I got this podcast, Magic $100 podcast. It's a Disney show. You're going to love it because we're all over the place with Disney stuff all through the entire episode. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can get the show on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, and all the fun podcast-type places. We're going to jump right in. Here is my conversation with fangirl patty and i have got on the phone with me a good friend of mine who i should have had on the podcast a long time ago because she and i are kind of like we're kind of like the the antithesis of antithesis we're like we're like tithesis together because we kind of share a (laughs) lot of the same loves disney and pixar and marvel and harry potter and star wars and i feel like we're pop culture siblings separated at birth my friend patty holiday of the no guilt fangirl podcast patty how are you doing my friend
0: I'm doing great. And I absolutely adore that description of us. <laughs>
1: we're, we're the tithesis. We're not the anti or the, we're just the, whatever. And so, um, but it, uh, the, uh, Host of the, no girl, no guilt, a fangirl podcast. It's a podcast I enjoy because it talks about all of my favorite things, which is awesome. And, you know, I just recently heard, um, you know, your, uh, your magic kingdom, uh, kind of run through and, and uh, a lot like this show, you, you talk about pop culture, you talk about Disney stuff and movies and things like that. And, um, when did, when did you decide to do a podcast? I know this has only been like a year, maybe a year and a half. I, am I right on that? No,
0: it's only been a couple of months, David.
1: Are you kidding me? What? No, like a thousand no. Episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I do have a lot of episodes because, okay, so this is, this actually explains exactly why I decided to do a podcast. Um, I, as you know, I am a blogger by trade. <laughs> um, I, I write and I broke out my one blog into three blogs, early last year in 2000, uh, early 2019. And then I found that I was writing a whole lot on certain subjects. So now I was writing specifically on the no guilt fangirl podcast, like all about the movies, all about TV. And I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of movies and there's a lot of TV to talk about. There really
1: is a lot. Yes.
0: There's a lot. And so if you're trying to write and create content and you're just a one person, like I don't have a team, it's just me. Um, if you're one person trying to do all that, holy cow, it can take up a lot of time. Where if I hop on a podcast, I can tell you what I want to say in like 30 minutes or less, right? Right. (laughs) Of course. So I I just found myself very obsessed with everything that was happening in in movies and TV, which I I always have been. But when I decided to make it an, an actual site on its own, it really upped my obsession factor. And I have a really good friend, Jane, who's been on my podcast multiple times. And Jane... I joke around that um she is uh she is the the executive producer of All Things No Guilt and she came up with the idea. She was like you need a podcast. I was like David you're going to laugh but I said literally what's a podcast?
1: <laughs> what's a podcast? I, I don't know I what it is.
0: <laughs> correct. Yeah, I wasn't a podcast listener myself and she was like, "Oh my gosh, Patty, how cow have you survived without listening to podcasts?" So she got me a, I like downloaded and started listening and kind of messed around on the apps and found some a various podcasts to listen to. And then I was laughing at myself. I was going, oh, I've actually been a podcast listener for years. I just didn't, I didn't realize it. Because what I would do is I'd pull up YouTube videos or Facebook videos and I'd hit play put my headphones in and like, go do my laundry or go clean, you know, the bathroom or or whatever. In other words, I didn't watch the video because I don't have time to sit and watch everything, but I would listen to it. And, and it's, that's how I describe podcasts to people who don't know what podcasts are is I'm like, Hey, it's like a video, except you don't watch it. (laughs) And they're like, Oh, and that's, I'd been doing that for years. So It was a natural fit once I, which she kind of nudged me to go and try podcasts. I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. And that's how the No Guilt Fangirl podcast was born. And from there, I roped in a friend and we started now streaming Disney Plus podcast. And that's obviously all about Disney Plus. So I've got two right now and I'm considering a third one. So who knows if that'll happen or not. I don't know if I have the time, but yeah, it's very addicting. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and, and and honestly, it's I'm almost afraid to send people here because it's so fantastic that I'm afraid people would never come back to me. But your your website, no is it's marvelous. I mean, there's tons of reviews and tons of articles and, and I and, and we we share a mutual friend, Hi Host Sarah, who's been on our my podcast a couple of times, and you know, I've marveled to her. I'm like, I don't know how Patty has the time for anything. I mean, I'm busy. <laughs> like I have three podcasts and I have a website and I have a you know family like you do and uh, a travel agency business like you do and whatever. And I feel like you do more than I do. And I'm like, I don't know how Patty has the time to do everything because, and your website is marvelous. It really, really is. It's a great piece of work here. Just, uh, I've, you know, I've been over it. I'm kind of looking at it now, just how much stuff is on here. Um, you know, and I love, you got the, the, when can you pee parts where you know, <laughs> movies, what is the best place to go to the bathroom, you know, and parent movie reviews, your recent episode of knives out, Gave a great description of, okay, parents, you know, the movie, it's PG 13, but here's what you can expect. If you want your kids to go see it, uh, blah, blah, blah. I would not, you know, I'd let my older kids go see it. I wouldn't let my younger kids. And I, I love, and I love that because it's very honest and very like the movie's great, but you may not want to let your nine-year-old impressionable young daughter come see this movie full of. Correct. And so yeah, you know, correct. It's, it's, you've got a great website here. And, and of course, you know, you're a movie fan. Like I am, we're, we're big movie fans. So go ahead and an off topic of Disney, uh, what are your favorite, I don't know, maybe five movies of the year, three or four movies that you've seen this year, 2019 movies you're like, these are the best movies all year that I've seen?
0: Uh, okay, well, let's see. I don't, I don't have it down to that small of a list yet because there's still some movies I'm, I'm making my list, but right. there's still some movies out there that are coming, you know, towards the end of the that I plan uh, to hopefully add to this. Well, of course.
1: Okay. Let's just say up until this very, up up until
0: this point, yeah.
1: at this moment, a marriage story just dropped on Netflix. And after we get done with this, I'm going to watch it as I work because I'm really (laughs) looking forward to seeing it. So, you know, that's a movie that if I give you my three or four, that's not going to be in there because I haven't seen it, but by, you know, so I'm looking forward to that. So we know that there are movies coming up, but up until this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to narrow it down by saying these are the movies that either I talked about, incessantly or i went and saw more than twice <laughs> or um because i that's a good indication for me on how on on that this movie got to me um because i, I usually i'll see a movie once and i'm good using seeing most movies once however uh first and foremost um avengers endgame i saw it five times in the theater
1: nice i saw it seven so, yeah, so
0: you get it, right? Um, so that one is, is definitely that. That's got to be my probably my number one movie of the year will be Avengers Endgame. Uh, behind that, I'll say is Knives Out. Um, it's it's recent, but I've already seen it three times, and I have tickets to go see it again. Nice. <laughs> I am. Uh, I am obsessed with this movie. There's so much going on with it and there it's it's just really it's really smart and it's really funny and uh ryan johnson did such a good job putting all of this together and then holy cow the knitwear in this movie it's worth going to take a second look if you have if you've only seen it once go and watch it again and just really pay attention to the costuming i know it sounds crazy to be like i want the costumer to get an academy award nomination at least because you're like, she just dressed them in sweaters. Like what's the deal? But if you really look at the sweaters and how they are indicative of each person's personality, it just, it it tied in. It was just a really smart, uh, uh, I loved it. I just loved it. Anyway, uh, I loved Knives Out. I also saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood a couple Mm -hmm. of times. And that's something that I am not a Quentin Tarantino fan at all. Like I, I liked Pulp Fiction a million years ago. And then ever since then I've Not fallen in love with the guy. This movie, maybe, maybe it was a little sentimental. I really, I love old Hollywood, and so this was a lot of you know the the old Hollywoodness there. Uh, But I really liked that movie a lot. Uh, Another one I really liked was the farewell. This one was mostly in chinese which again is not typical for something for me to like i'm very very basic in my needs <laughs> and so for me to try to follow along with uh, captions and whatnot sometimes you can lose me but i it was such a beautiful story and so well told and that's another one i think you guys are going to see showing up um uh, with um with some nominations and then i will say the last the last two i'm going to throw out was a uh, yesterday movie And uh, Downton Abbey. I loved both of those movies. I saw those two at least twice in the theater, maybe three times. I can't remember if it was three. But I definitely saw that one more than than once. And that's kind of how I'm narrowing down (laughs) which movies I love the most this year.
1: Right. Well, I, I, when I said I saw Avengers Endgame seven times, it's not quite correct. I saw it in its entirety three times. But I, when I would go to the movies, because it's so long, Endgame would still be going when my movie was over. So I would actually go into the theater and watch the last hour of Endgame. So I saw The Final Battle seven times, but I saw the whole movie <laughs> three times. Um, I, the, the first movies you mentioned, Endgame, uh, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I love all three of those films. And those are probably my, probably my top three. Um, I would, For me, I would throw in Spider-Man Far From Home. And oh, for sure. also yeah. I, um, I really enjoyed for the Ford, v Ferrari, uh, Christian Bale, Matt Damon. I, thought I just watched was it last so night. Much fun. It was so good. It was such yes. a good film. Uh, David,
0: I watched it last night in the theater and I had basically the whole theater to myself yeah. and I was cheering and I was laughing. And you know what the, it is about that movie? You can feel, you can feel the speed. Yes. I wasn't yeah. in a Dolby theater. I wasn't in one of those, you know, chairs that move or shake or anything like that, but I could feel like they made such a good, I agree with you that. Yeah. I, I really like that
1: one too. It's such a reminder. Christian Bale is such an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. What he does in that movie is, um, it's just amazing. I mean, he plays a race car driver, but still just watching him, watching his, his expressions, his body language, just fantastic. And so those, those are probably my favorites. My wife loves Downton Abbey uh, and she loved yesterday. So she's right on par with you there on that. <laughs> I, we we both haven't seen the farewell i do want to see the farewell that's on my list of movies to get to before the end of the year if i can somehow but uh but yeah so that's 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 really good um real quick last thing before we get to the disney plus stuff which we'll get to in a second uh off the top of your head is there any movie that surprised you that you went in thinking you weren't going to enjoy that much or i'm gonna go see this because i probably have to but uh you know what that movie was really good um anything off the top of your head that, that comes to mind
0: You know, there was a there was a couple of uh, like summer horror flicks that turned out to be much better than I thought. Like Crawl, I thought was actually a really fun flick. It was, you know, it's not going to win anything, but it was the
1: Gator movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the Gator movie, and it was entertaining. I was, I was good there. Uh, Ready or not, along the same lines. Ready or not, right, right. Uh, I. I went in with lowered expectations, just not expecting it to be that great. But it had some good twists to it, and it was fun, and I really enjoyed it. But I, I'd say the number one that surprised me the most, in a good way, was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I went in thinking, "Terrence, you know, this is another one of those long, stupid things." But eh, I'll watch it. I was riveted. I yeah, was absolutely it's good riveted. Stuff. So, mm-hmm, it's, it's mm-hmm. Solid. yeah, it's
1: solid. Knowledge- and I loved Ready or Not. It was very unexpected. It's a it's it's a silly kind of horror movie, but it really is good. And the other one that comes to mind for me was a movie came out early in the year called Fighting with My Family, and it's a WWE film based on the life of a wrestler named Paige. Uh, and you'd think it's a WWE movie about wrestling. Who cares? It's really sweet. It's a really sweet movie produced by The Rock. And I I got a man crush on the Rock. The Rock's my boy. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh but it's a really, really sweet movie. So if you haven't seen that, I invite you to check that out. I think it's maybe on HBO or Epics or something, you can stream it. But uh so to the audience, okay. thank you for indulging us on yes. non Disney <laughs> Films. <plus> Let's talk about <laughs> Disney. Uh well, I want to talk about Disney Plus, because I know you have a Disney Plus podcast, which I actually didn't even know about until just now. And so Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I haven't you heard know it I- yet, but
0: David, just a funny note that neither one of us in our lists, as big of Disney people we are, and there were so many Disney movies that came out. Did you catch that neither one of us even, like, threw in a Toy Story or a, an Aladdin or anything? Anyway, just a, just well, a little yeah. interesting side note that, well, you know, we can I, I like about, things other than Disney. <laughs>
1: I forgot about Frozen 2, and I think I, I always try to give a movie a couple of weeks to gestate and kind of, like – it, it, I love Frozen Two. I wouldn't put it in my top five yet because I haven't. I'm still feeling it. I'm still feeling, figuring out f- what I think about Frozen Two. Uh, Ask me next week, and I might be like, yeah, it's this one, this one, and Frozen Two, and this one. Um, Toy Story Four will probably not be in my top ten. Mm-mm, me um, either. Yeah. My 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 dear wife, my poor wife. I I she's she's a movie fan like I am. We go to the, we, you know with our son. We have to kind of trade off. I go to a movie. She goes to a movie. Mm-hmm. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. You know. And she saw Toy Story Four, and she came back, and she was like, I loved it. Until the last twenty minutes she goes, and that ruined it for me. I don't like this movie'm
0: <laughs> i like uh, oh, so sorry you know
1: um and and i have some I have some strong thoughts on Toy Story four, but um you know Aladdin was great well, I thought Aladdin was great Aladdin Jasmine is my favorite uh live action princess uh I think of all of them so far um you know of all the live actions, Lion King was, was pretty good. Uh, Frozen 2 was you know, was great, but there hasn't been anything to me that's just stuck out that I'm like, this is a remarkable film. Uh, not from Disney this year, maybe I'm missing something. Obviously, we can talk about Marvel and stuff that's that's sort of Disney, and uh, well, that is Disney, and Star Wars is coming out in a couple of weeks, but so you know, that's an interesting discussion to be had after that comes out. But no, nothing strictly Disney has really just popped to me this year that I'm like, this mm-hmm. is you know, like the, when The Incredibles came out, you know, 10 years ago or. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago when Toy Story three came out, or whatever, a couple of years ago, two thousand ten. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's you're right. I mean, nothing Disney has just been like. <gasps> This is amazing. Um, it was just was, funny
0: when, when I heard your list, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is interesting now that, you know, but, <laughs> but I think that that just goes to prove that we are discerning moviegoers yes. and we are not Disney shells.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So real quick, let's, let's talk about Frozen 2 real quick. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I haven't given a review on my podcast yet. And so this is the first time my audience has heard me talk about Frozen 2. Um, You know, general thoughts, your thoughts on Frozen 2. what do you think?
0: Okay. So I have a little bit of a different, perspective than the most, than most people. And I recognize that I actually got to go to the frozen to uh premiere in Hollywood. So I Lucky. was, uh, uh-huh, yeah. So I was there on the red carpet. Holla. Uh, I got to be on the red carpet and I got to uh, see the movie with um, the people that made the movie, which uh, for people who have never had that experience, which I, I recognize is, is not every, you know, it's most of the people out there. It's a really cool experience to sit in the room and just the little things, like when Disney Studios animation logo comes on the screen, the whole place erupted. Like you know, they're they're like. When have you ever been in a movie theater where people are like cheering, except for Marvel, (laughs) when people, when regular people are cheering like that? You know, they were so proud of their movie. Um, and then at the end of like certain segments that were very either visually or musically stunning or or whatever important different sections of the audience where I'm guessing like they, you know, grouped, I don't know, you know, the, the people that worked on the water horse were all in this one section because they erupted in cheers when that whole big scene finished, you know, stuff like that. So I had a different experience watching it the first time. Now I will tell you this, even in that experience, I did not walk out of that movie going, that's the best movie ever. I walked out of that movie going, wow, that was a little weird. That that, Mm would, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't what I expected. I didn't hate it. I, there wasn't anything negative to it. It just, I, I had to, I, like you said, I had to let it sit with me for a little bit before I could really make a judgment and write a review and, and come to terms with it. Well, two days later, we actually got to go to the big press conference where again, the filmmakers and the actors, um, and, uh, uh Robert and. Um, Oh, gosh, Kristen Anderson Lopez were on mm-hmm. stage and we got to hear the stories behind the making of it and the reason why certain things were in the movie that, you know, we, we that made a huge difference. And if you're interested, if you're kind of on the fence or you're not sure that you liked Frozen 2, I encourage you to seek out, um, you can find it on, I have I have a, I have two blog posts that you can um, look at if you want to go to noguiltfangirl.com um, about the pro, uh, Frozen 2 press junket. Uh, but if you just Google it, you'll find a bunch of other people who have written about different portions of this press conference that kind of, anyway, there was just something, I don't know, I want to say explanations, but they clarified the reason they made certain choices and why certain things happened and it really hit home. So when I was watching it that first time, I missed a lot. When I heard that conversation with the filmmakers, a lot of it crystallized and I was like, oh, 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 this, uh, mm-hmm. oh. you know, it, was, it kind of was right. like that. So then opening night, I went and I saw it again and- I was just in love. I mean, I was just absolutely in love and everything kind of crystallized and came together. And I was like, this is a really, it's, it's what it's a movie that has a lot of layers and a lot of depth for a Disney animation movie. I mean, you know, and and kids probably aren't going to pick up on it. The younger kids that you think this is the primary audience for, but I felt that my teens will get a lot out of this movie and but without being preached to or anything, just subtle, right. you know, things uh, and moments in it that I thought were really important. So all that to being said, I really do adore Frozen 2. And, but it, it took me a while to get there. It wasn't an immediate, you know, I, I, I didn't buy in, uh, you know, right off the bat. It, it took a little, little bit of educating, a little bit of, and it took two watches. And now I've seen it three times. And by the third time I was like, oh yeah, this is a great movie. I love this one. <laughs>
1: It's sequels for me are kind of interesting when it comes to Disney because typically they're not immediate. I mean, you have to wait a few years for a new sequel to come out. Tw- 2013 was the first Frozen. I saw it, you know, opening weekend, loved it, walked out of the theater singing, let it go, singing, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, uh, on my life. I have been such whatever the song, I can't, I can't think of the name of the songs now. Um, you know, which I, I love Kristen Bell's voice. So all the songs are great in in, in summer and all that stuff. Um, so here we are. It's a perfect story to me. It kind of encapsulates the story of Elsa and Anna, their sisterhood. They come together, you know, and Elsa is able to to take over the kingdom and, and rule with, with grace and with mercy and so on, blah, 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 whatever. And so now I have to accept a brand new story with these characters, but not just a new story, a story that will change these characters completely because where they are at the end of Frozen is not where they are at the end of Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, I, I have to, I have to accept that and that's kind of tough for me sometimes because i have to because i'm so used to my elsa and my anna being you know elsa queen elsa and princess anna and there's ha there's a there's sven and there's Kristoff, and they're just cute and they're fun and everything's good but now you're right we've got layers we've got backstories mm-hmm. we've got things that i'm like was i ready for this i don't know um i the movie is beautiful it is a yes. beautiful movie. isn't it oh stunning my gosh. It's oh my stunning and beautiful there are some things that like and I, I harken back to the beginning of the Pixar movie Brave, where the opening scene is kind of they're kind of cutting through the mountains and going over the rivers. And it takes a second to realize you're watching an animated film and not a real life mm-hmm. picture of mm-hmm. a drone going across. There are some shots like that in Frozen where you're like, wait, is that real? I mean, you know, it's not. But in second your mind's tricking you going. That looks like a like a picture. That's not an animated film, an animated shot. Um, so it's a beautiful film. The songs to me. Weren't as memorable. There's nothing that I came out of just mopping along and singing. There's no "Let It Go" in, in this. I know there's "Into the Unknown." Wait, 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 yes, wait, 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 wait. I yep, have
0: yep, to interrupt you. Yep. Yes. You're telling me Kristoff's song
1: was not memorable. No, it's the 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 scene is memorable. Okay. I don't remember the song. I remember okay. the visuals, and I remember laughing and some of the lines or whatever, but I don't remember the song. I don't remember what the song was. I remember the the, the point of the song, the context, but I don't remember the song itself. Yeah, uh, and I'm it. sure that when I see it again, I will remember it. It's a it's great. It's it's a wonderful scene. Um but the songs weren't they didn't re- they didn't stick with me. Yep. And I'm sure they nope. will when I see it yep. again. Exactly. Um, Cuz I'll be honest with you, even though we heard it 74 times an hour for the next year and a half after Let It Go came out, it is an incredible song. It is a an amazing song, even now, and I don't know if there's anything and and it's not fair to expect the writers of this movie to come up with something else like that because that is an almost impossible feat to to equal um the power of that song in that movie um and this it, it sounds like I'm being negative on it I'm not I like the movie quite a bit. I really am looking forward to seeing it again it's just I, i'm ready I'm ready to see it again so I can kind of absorb the movie again. It's not one I just walked out of going that was great, I loved it it's more of a nope. yep I need to I really I, I need to these are my characters. These are my, the, Anna and Elsa, I, you know, these are my, my beloved Disney characters and I really need to, to absorb a little bit more before I, can, before I can accept the brand new premises of their lives now as the end of Frozen 2. I probably went really much deeper in the movie than I should have. But, um, but yeah, I completely agree. I, 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 I think do, it's, I, I, think it's a, yeah, I think it's a,
0: yeah, I think it's a fair criticism to say that. Um, it, it, and and it, by criticism, I don't mean, again, anything necessarily negative. Just the fact that you didn't walk out of it immediately like you did with Frozen 1, which is what we all hoped and wanted, right? And with Frozen 2, it does take a little bit more time. And I have to say at least another showing, if not two,
1: yeah.
0: um, which part of me thinks uh, Disney, like we shouldn't, we shouldn't, that's, you miss the mark if, if you're making us see it three times before we get it, you know? Right. But at the same time, I did feel like in the end, the, the payoff was there. You just, you did, you did have to go to the movie a couple of times to see it, but, um, but I do think the payoff is there. So when you see it again, um, hopefully you'll be able to pick up a little bit more or you'll be a little bit more adjusted. Cause exactly like you said, you, you expected a certain, a certain thing and it doesn't happen. It's very different from where Mm -hmm. we left off frozen one. So yeah, I'm I'm with
1: you. One thing that they do, well, and I've seen Disney do this very well, they did this really well in Frozen 2, is they keep your interest, and I... Like it is very, it's there's some deep parts of this movie, some parts that it made me wonder. Okay, are the small kids going to get this? Are the little mm-hmm. children going to understand this? But yet, I didn't have any kids that were grumpy. I didn't hear any kids nope. crying. Like everybody was still raptured yep. with whatever they were seeing, even though some parts are pretty deep. And so Disney does a good job of, okay, we're gonna we're gonna give you some dialogue. These kids won't understand, but the visuals are going to be so cool. They're going to still be interested in what's going on, uh, which they do that very, very well. So frozen two, if you haven't seen it guys, if you're a Disney fan, definitely go see this film. A lot of people have, I love on no guilt, Fangirl podcast that you have. I love that you talk about the box office. Cause I'm a big box office guy. I look at mo- box office mojo, like every couple of days, I look at it, <laughs> you know, cause I'm very interested in, and like where I, the movies are on the charts. I like and, the numbers.
0: You know. Yeah, I'm totally yeah, and, into
1: the numbers. <laughs> and, and, I, and I love that. So, um, and I was watching Endgame you know, all the way as it was kind of overtaking Avatar for Worldwide Box Office and such. But, uh, um, I want to talk about Disney Plus. Now, Disney yeah. Plus has been out since November 12th, about almost uh, maybe three and a half weeks now. So we've had time to really kind of absorb it, kind of get into it. Um, you know, I feel very lucky. I'm one of the few people I think that I know that didn't have any single problem getting onto Disney Plus. So many people had problems with logins and buffering and they couldn't get the mm. shows they wanted. You know, I got a friend of mine who ISP broke down somehow and he couldn't get on for like a week and a half. Oh. He had to change everything to get on. Uh, I, like I logged right on. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm watching The Mandalorian. This is so <laughs> great. And so, you know, uh, I don't know if you had any problems at all, but everything was great for me uh, right, right off the bat. But I do want to to talk a little bit about Disney+. Plus. Let, let me ask you overall. Satisfied with the service itself? Are you like, is this, did it meet or exceed your expectations of what you thought it would be?
0: Uh, yes, uh, it did. And what I, and I've, I've said this before to other people, uh, when it came down to Disney Plus, if it was just them opening the vault and saying, here's all your old Disney movies and your Marvel and your Star Wars, here's all your old stuff, have at it, guys, I honestly probably wouldn't have signed up for it. Um, I like all of the old stuff and I'm super interested in spending some time with some of these things, but that wasn't what drove me. What drove me was the promise of all this original programming. And I have been very... Very happy, very pleased with the quality of what they've given us from the original programming. So that's uh so that that's that's that as far as what we're getting. Like, has it been worth the money? Yes, absolutely, it's been worth the money. Um, as far as the actual platform and uh ease of use, I only have well, I have two minor issues with it, which one I know that they've uh, corrected since, since it, well, I guess it was three minor issues now that I think about it. And two of them they've corrected. Um, the first one being that uh, y- once you started something, if you left in the middle of a show, you couldn't come back when yes. it first when it first count. You couldn't come back and jump right back into that show, right? You right. had to rewatch the whole thing, and that's super annoying. I mean, it's it, it's not hard. It takes what you know thirty seconds of your life to fast forward to get to where you need to be. But however, it's just one of those things that, like, well, Netflix doesn't make me do this. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So that was that was my first um, issue, which they've corrected. So that's cool. Um, the other thing that I didn't uh, that I was surprised, uh, which you know, I it is what it is. But I expected since it came out November twelfth, that one of the first movies that they were pushing as in an original content movie was Noel. So obviously, they were aware that holidays were just around the corner. I was really surprised that there wasn't like a collection of you know, all the holiday movies or all the holiday shows uh, on Disney Plus, like an easy to find, like, I want to sit, I'm in the mood for holiday movies. Don't make me hunt and peck or, you know, poke around and try to find them. Like, I want to just be able to go to that section on the site and click on it and then have all the list where I can pick and choose what I want to watch, right? Well, they've corrected that too. So I, I, that's the positive that I can see is that you know, give them a little bit of time and they're listening to the feedback and they're adding those things on that weren't necessarily there right at launch. Um, I did not have any major issues. I think there's, we've had a day or two here at my house where I wasn't able to get it pulled up on my uh, TV in the living room, but I'm able to pull it up on my lap or on my computer. So I don't know what's up there, but um, so I've had some issues with that. But more, uh, but they're temporary, you know, it just lasts for 10 minutes and then it fixes itself and we're able to watch. I don't have any buffering issues. I didn't have any, you know, major issues getting on immediately Mm -hmm. when we were able to. So all of that was good for me. Um, the last criticism that I'll give to this that I don't believe they've, they fixed, or at least I have not seen an update to it is, um, they made it, they kind of hyped it as that there would be parental controls. Now, Everything on Disney Plus is PG-13 or below. So, you know, nothing is on there that should be too crazy. But there's a lot of parents out there who want their little kids to stay little as long as they can. And that means they don't want their 9-year-old or 8-year-old or 10-year-old watching Avengers. And you know what? That's fair. Uh, my eight-year-old watches all of them, but <laughs> but but I, I, but I get that that there are parents who have you know who want to make those, those choices. So Disney Plus does allow you to set your kid up to have their own account, and you can click the kid account, and so all that they will see is um, G-rated stuff. The thing is, there's no passcode to put in. There's no gate to keep the kid from going. Oh wait, Avengers is on mom's account. I can go up to here, click over to there, click onto mom's account, and I can watch Avengers. Like there's, there's no way to keep a kid who wants to watch what they want to watch from watching it. And uh, that's my, that's my only thing is like, if you're going to offer that or you're going to say that yes, we have, you know, we are taking care of kids and don't worry, parents, we've got you covered. um, That's I think a failure. I think they need to adjust that or fix that so that there is that protection for those families that need it.
1: I, I agree. The only, I mean, with the parental control, I don't have a lot of beef with that in terms of my child, because we have to block off uh, Amazon because he will order things, uh, <laughs> not thinking about it. So we have a parental control on that, which when you put a parental control on one thing, it goes through the whole fire stick. So you have mm, to deal with that. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, but with the only thing I would like, to, and maybe it's on there now, but I haven't I haven't looked, but there is Netflix and some of the other ones have a resume playback and it's a section. It's not just you go to the movie and it'll, it'll pick you up where you left off, but actually is a line on the screen where you can scroll through. These are all the movies I'm in the middle of, and I go find it because I watched Civil War, I guess, two weeks ago, and uh, I had to watch it over two days, and I had to go back and search for it again to go find it again, um, and I would love to be able to have something in the front page there that says, this is what you were watching. Do you want to go back to it? Here it is, and so that, I think, would, would be good, but overall, I'm kind of like you. I mean, those small things there, and I think Disney... I think they put it out there and they, they probably either realized, oh crap, we forgot this function or maybe it wasn't working at that time. They were still working on it. But I think they're correcting those things all along. They um, are,
0: they are. And David, just FYI, I, I pulled up on my phone while you were talking. There is now, at least on my app, I don't, I haven't looked on the TV, but on my app, I do see a continue watching section. And Well, so, perfect. Mm-hmm. Then it's perfect. Yeah. You know what?
1: Audience, you're welcome. I got it fixed.
0: <laughs> David it did fixed
1: it. So, <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's just kind of briefly touch on some of the big shows on on um on uh Disney plus and uh, kind of go I know you probably watched you may have watched more episodes than I have of certain things but uh, uh the Mandalorian is kind of the big one right mm-hmm. now I believe it's kind of the biggest show in the world on TV mm-hmm. It is massive um I loved the Mandalorian as I mentioned to you before I'm a big fan of storytelling and if it's if it's good or bad you know if this, if the movie can be can look terrible and still have a good story to it and I will follow along and be entertained the Mandalorian the storytelling I think is exactly what we love about star wars it doesn't get too crazy it's not trying to get just trying trying to do too much it's quite simply a story of a bounty hunter not baba fett but kind of similar to baba fett who stumbles across who's been given a job and he stumbles across that job itself and realizes he can't fulfill that job um so he is taking measures to protect what he's supposed to actually be you know turning in and um uh, It's it's spectacular. It is a spectacular show. Uh, You can tell it's TV. There are a few things to it. And I'm like, if this had been big screen, that probably would have been a little bit better. But overall, I have been wildly entertained by The Mandalorian. And I have seen very few people that have been upset with this show. Like most people are like, we love this show. So what are your thoughts on Mandalorian? So
0: I'm the weirdo that um, initially I, I watched it and I liked it like it was fine. I wasn't Oh my gosh, I love my lord. Right. You know, I <laughs> uh, I was I and and I am a Star Wars fan. I do mm-hmm. that that's my original fandom. That's where I started getting geeky um, back right. in the day was with through Star Wars like a lot of people in the Gen X generation here we are. Um so that being said, I'm the weirdo that it took me probably until last episode. I think it was episode 4. Episode mm-hmm. 4 I finally was like, yeah. Yeah, I really love this. I'm I, I really, I really love this. Now, did, what was it that I didn't like? I don't know. Um, the only thing I can say is that in the first um, one or two episodes, my my original issue was getting used to the fact that my main character—I don't—I don't know what he looks like. I don't know what he's emoting. I, I don't know what he's doing underneath that mask. Right. <laughs> like we right. have a masked character the entire time. Like, how am I supposed to connect to this dude? But that's part of the brilliance of it is that they have found ways um, that I'm paying attention to because I was looking for that connection. I was like, how am I supposed to like this guy? Um, There's very subtle, small ways. And also, obviously, the big ways, which, you know, once he started um, interacting more with uh, the child, um, with the asset, uh, Mm -hmm. we got. We got a lot of that. That's that was kind of like the okay, I see. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, it's subtle things. It's small things, small looks, and small you know protection things that he's doing. That's really speaking to me and grabbing to me and, and getting me a little bit more connection with the Mandalorian. That. I was afraid of, in the first two episodes I wouldn't have that connection, and I thought that was going to be kind of tough for me to overcome. Um, but I mean, I, we all love Baby Yoda; like that's not a course, <laughs> that's not course. a problem. That's that's adorableness like squared. But I was a little concerned about um, connecting to the Mandalorian. Um, since then. Uh, I like I said, I, I I actually I don't know if you watched today's episode. I won't say anything about what happened today, but
1: episode five dropped this morning. I haven't had a chance to yeah, see it yet.
0: Yeah, I, I got up early this morning specifically to watch episode five. Like that's where I am in life. Okay, um, right. <laughs> so I did I did get up. I became that person. I got up this morning and I watched it. Um, this one actually we we get um, Ming Na Wen, who is another mm-hmm. one of my big fan girl crushes. I absolutely adore Ming Na Wen. In every, she was Mulan, uh, she's Agent May in Agents the shield she is just fantastic and i adore her so i wanted to see her episode like really badly um and uh and it it doesn't disappoint like it just gets better and better each week and i i think we're like almost wrapped up i think there's only like one or two episodes left.
1: it's eight episodes total so we have two left
0: yeah it's killing me so yeah that that's where i that's where i am it it took a little bit for me to get there um the things Mm -hmm. i did really like right from the onset. I loved the spaghetti Western kind of feel of things. Mm-hmm. I love how at the very end we get all that amazing artwork. Um, yes. Yeah. The no, credits are great. The so, credits yeah. are fantastic. Uh, the music. I really enjoy the music in this, in this, uh, this series. So, so yeah, I, I, I can't tell you what it was other than this just, not being able to connect necessarily with him, but um, I got over it. I'm there now. So we're, we're all in.
1: <laughs> well, you know, and mild spoiler we do find out that the Mandalorian, the, as, a, as a part of his culture, you know, they don't remove their helmets mm-hmm. in front of anybody. And mm-hmm. we see him take his helmet off, although we don't see his face because he's actually, you know, having a sandwich or whatever he is he's eating. Although my problem with that is he's doing it in front of a window where there are kids playing about. 30 yards away. <laughs> Any of them look up. I'm like, Oh, there's the Mandalorian. That's what he looks like. Um, the other thing, and this is a small thing, but it kind of, it made me chuckle at episode one. There's a toilet aboard his ship. We don't ever talk about star Wars characters going to the bathroom, but there's <laughs> a toilet on the ship. And it's like, that's pretty cool. The fact that he acknowledged the fact that yes, whether you're a Mandalorian or you're Han Solo or Princess Leia or Jar Jar Binks, at some point you got to pee. And that's, that's right. <laughs> and that's that, right. I, think that, I think that's pretty cool. So, um, and corrected. Actually, it's eight episodes. Episode five, I believe, dropped today. So we got three more episodes left. Yeah, I think you know. Uh, so I'll, I'll watch that this afternoon at some point. Um, next show that I want to talk about real quick: the Imagineering story. And I, mm-hmm. I have to assume mm-hmm. you've seen all of these mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Imagineering story is kind of the. I didn't know what it was going to be when I first started watching it. And it basically started at the very beginning of Disneyland with Walt Disney. The first episode ends with Walt Disney's death. It's kind of moving into Walt Disney World. It talks about the opening of Tokyo Disney, the problems of Euro Disney – It is an amazing show. It's one of the best TV shows I have seen in a long, long time. Anybody who declares themselves a Disney fan of any kind should watch this show because I I love it because it's not afraid to say, hey, we're Disney, but we screwed up here. We made some terrible mistakes on this. You know, Euro Disney is a great example of how they kind of goofed up a lot. And I love how open they are about that. They don't have to fluff it at all. And even the eyes are just like, yeah, we kind of screwed that up. Yeah. Um, Love it. Love that show. Yeah,
0: no, uh, same, same. And, and for the same reasons, uh, a, you know, I, I love the history of all things, Walt and Roy, you know, uh, like we could talk about that completely for hours and hours on end, I'm sure. Um, and so I knew that I would be interested in this aspect. And I think, you know, you and I are, are, we like the storytelling aspect of things. And I think that at the heart, that's what these Imagineers are doing. They want to tell a, a great story but they want to do it in a really cool and a fascinating way and, you know, super smart, clever way and whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I knew that the Imagineering story was going to be like, you know, one of the first things I put on and it was, and yes, a thousand percent agree with you. And I, I appreci- appreciate the most is the fact that iWorks and company were allowed and didn't shy away from warts and all. Like they mm-hmm. talked about the misses and they talked about the drama and the issues and how things did not go well at certain periods of the Disney life, you know, um, so yeah, I I'm, I'm completely in in agreement with you that this is fantastic. This is something that if you have any interest, even if you're not a huge Disney fan, but you're curious as to why we all are. <laughs>
1: yeah. This would oh, be yeah, this
0: would be something that you could sit down and watch to get some of that background and some of that information. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's excellent. I mean, one of the recent episodes, the opening of California Adventure, which any, any Disney historian or Disney fan will know that was not a good opening. It was mm-hmm. kind of a down park. And they talked about how much money and how much lavish uh, expenses they were spending on overseas parks. And they were limited budgeting all the parks here in the United States, including California Adventure, which had magnificent rides like Superstar Limo, um, which if you don't know much about that ride, that is a story right there because that ride <laughs> is horrifically bad. There's a series on YouTube called Defunct Land. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but they do in like 20 minute little segments on some of these. Basically, it's like what went wrong uh, on Disney rides. And they do. they have a segment of Superstar Limo, how it came to be, how the ride was just awful. Uh, You know, Princess Diana had died right after they had the ride in development. And so here they are doing a ride about the paparazzi, and then mm-hmm. Princess Diana died because of the paparazzi, and they're like, oh crap, we're gonna change it. It's just it's 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 pretty magnificent, that whole that whole story. But love the imagineering story. Uh, the other show that I've watched and I've really gotten into and I I love, of course, is The World According to Jeff Goldblum. And <laughs> if you are not, if, if you're not a Jeff Goldblum fan, you will hate this show. <laughs> if you like Jeff Goldblum, you will love this show because he and his he is in his most gold bloomy ever this is the epitome of jeff goldblum his mannerisms his voices the way he talks the things he says and does and really each show is just like the the latest episode was about denim uh he had a show about tattoos he had a show about sneakers and he just looks at these random things backstories where they come from the history how they're made you know whatever it is it's a it's a it's a quirky show but i love it i love that show
0: I am low key obsessed with Jeff Goldblum. So I saw yes, saw the picture on your website. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, So yes, uh, so that that I I have a, I have a selfie uh, for anybody that hasn't seen this um, on my website. I have a I have a selfie of of me and Jeff Goldblum and the the story that came out of it. I was in LA for the Thor Ragnarok uh, press conference. And after the press conference, all of a sudden, I see all these stars like walking past us. And so I kind of stepped forward trying to get Mark Ruffalo's attention. And I'm walking a little bit behind him, timidly saying, excuse me, excuse me, Mark, excuse me. And behind me, I hear somebody saying that, like repeating it, mocking me. Excuse me, excuse me, Mark. (laughs) And I turn around and it's freaking Jeff Goldblum like making, oh Oh my gosh, David, I about died. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. And he just starts laughing. And I said, Would you mind if I took a picture? And he was like, Not at all. And so he he bent down for me, which uh Chris uh Chris Hemsworth would not bend down because he's really, really tall. Um <laughs> but but Jeff did and uh took this great picture. So it was it was really fun. But um yes, I, I agree with you. I absolutely love the show. And I do think that if you are somebody who's not a Goldblume fam or or doesn't like thinks he's a little too quirky or too weird for you, then you may not uh necessarily enjoy the show. However, give it a try because he's just he's he's so fun and he's just mm-hmm. he's awesome and and he's he's so smart too and clever and he comes up with these one-liners that'll just make you giggle. But then at the same time the actual information that he's showing to you and that you're learning about is also fascinating. Like it's a little bit of learning, a little bit of Jeff. It's a lot of Jeff, but it's, you know, it's, it's really, it's a great, it's a great series. So yeah, I'm all about it. My, um, my co-host for the now streaming Disney plus podcast, we joke that it should be a uh, gold bloom plus. Like we would just want a whole streaming of service of gold bloom. <laughs> that would, that would make us happy. So uh, Disney, if you want to put that into works, we're good with that.
1: And that's, and that's on the national geographic side of, of Disney. Plus mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so, as yeah. which is it's pretty great I mean I never thought I'd care about denim until I watched the episode I'm exactly. like exactly oh, I'm gonna watch a show about denim this is great you know well that's awesome.
0: how, that's how I felt about sneakers my my two I have two sons and they are both tennis shoe obsessed they are though that's their thing right they love shoes and I never thought that I would sit and watch a hour-long show or however long this is about the sneaker culture, but it was fascinating. And I was like, holy cow, this is a whole thing. I had no idea. So it also kind of opens your eyes to, to stuff you maybe didn't didn't think about before.
1: Well, and there are two shows that I have not watched, and I don't know that you... W- I think you watched at least one of them. Uh, I want to get to eventually. I will probably will do so in the off-season of Mandalorian and Jeff Goldblum. Um, that is, of course, Encore with Kristen Bell and High School Musical, colon, the series, colon, the musical, colon, the series, or however it's called. There's like 58 words in that title. Have you seen either one of those shows?
0: I have seen both of them.
1: And your thoughts on either one? Okay. Or both, actually.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, first I'm going to talk about Encore uh, yes. because... That was the one that I I thought I would connect to the most.
1: Ooh, Mm. ominous.
0: (laughs) Dun, 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 narrator. It didn't happen. The premise is
1: Kristen (laughs) Bell, she basically, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you probably should do the premise, I guess, but she's the one that she she goes back and she finds people who were in high school plays, Mm -hmm. like musicals and stuff, and she kind of brings them back in their adult form to reenact those plays, and maybe they didn't go off very well back then, and now they're trying to recreate those. Is that kind of what what the show's about?
0: Uh, Well, it's not necessarily that they didn't go off very well. It's just kind of the idea of, wouldn't this be cool to it's for gotcha. okay, so okay. so a little background i actually am a theater dork in high school i was in uh it was called production workshop classes um at my high school and uh so i i i thought i would connect because i could imagine if our group had been contacted and we had been pulled together to put on one of the shows that we had done back in the day like Wow. How crazy would that be 30 years later? Like to talk, you know, to talk that through and to make that all happen and interesting, right. fascinating idea. Uh, so, so I thought that I would connect there. Um, secondly, I thought, I mean, Kristen Bell, uh, hello. I, she's my yeah. best friend. She doesn't know she's my best friend, but she's my best friend. I love Kristen Bell and I, and I really adore her and everything she does. And, um, I, so, so those two factors in, I thought this is a slam dunk for me. I'm all in on encore. So I sat down and I watched the first um series and very quickly realized that A, Kristen Bell's like not in it. <laughs> She's oh, not no. in it. Oh, I thought
1: she was the host.
0: Oh, she is. Like she shows up at the fir- the first and says, Hi, I'm right. Kristen Bell. Okay. This is Encore. Have fun, guys. And then she goes away. And then at the very end of the first um of the first show, she actually showed up and she watched uh she watched them put on the play. So they right. do, they put on the whole performance. Um, what I appreciate and what I respect a lot about Encore is that these are parents, these are people like you and me, David, who take five days of their lives, put everything on hold and go immerse themselves in learning choreography, songs, lines, like the whole shebang all over again from something. Yeah. That they might've kind of remembered back from 1992 in my case. Right. Uh, but if you, to, but to have to like redo and to read, that was a huge commitment for them. So they all had to come in and agree to do this. Um, what I what's kind of set me wrong or I didn't really care for so much was the fact that it, it's very reality TV uh, shot, reality TV driven, meaning that mm-hmm. there's, um, I don't know, fake drama going on. There's oh, no. dun, dun, dun. there's um, in the first episode, there's actually a, a guy who's kind of set up um, to be a real jerk. And uh, I, when I was watching it, I was like, Ugh, I don't like you. I remember, remember. And then I, I had to put, I had to put things on pause. And I was like, you know what? I have a feeling that while I may not love this guy, he's probably not nearly as bad as they are editing him to be. So I, that was like the thing I had to remember is they edit things for the most impact, right? And so that was my that was my initial like meh on this show is that I felt like it was a little bit too reality TV script driven, which I, a lot of people love reality TV. It's just not my jam. It's not my not my um, primary you know choice of entertainment. So uh, I I watched that one and then I did not watch anything for a couple of weeks. And then I did go back and I watched the second one. Uh, The second one, I think the first one was Annie. The second one is Beauty and the Beast. And um, that one, there wasn't as much like straight up drama developed, but it also, I, I guess I Bottom line, I'm not feeling compelled to watch all of these in a row. Gotcha. Where huh? almost everything else on Disney Plus, I have been compelled to watch it all. Like I sit down and I I make sure that I watch each one every Friday because I can't help myself. Like I need <laughs> I need to watch all of these. Um, I haven't gone back to Encore and it's now been like, I don't know, three, four, or five weeks, something like that. There's right. there's quite a few shows out and I haven't seen I haven't seen all of them. And so that that's how I'm kind of gauging that. Um, we'll see how many episodes or how many seasons you know they, they do with Encore. I don't know that it's been announced for a second season. It, maybe it was only going to be a one-season thing. I don't know. But um, that's kind of my opinion there. So I would say go in, give it a shot, but I'm not going to be surprised. I haven't heard a whole lot of people saying – how much they loved it, unless they are super, super high-key theater
1: people. That's not a show show I've heard a lot of people talk about. Mm -hmm, Uh, It's not been like on Twitter. People aren't saying, oh, my gosh, did you catch the latest encore? So that's why I haven't really put it to the forefront. And I will catch it. I'll watch that first episode and kind of see what I think. And uh, the next show, and and as we kind of wrap up here, the High School Musical, the series, the musical, the long title. To give you my background on this, first of all, one and two, eh, I've seen – part of one, I've seen part of two. I really enjoyed part three, high school musical three, the senior year. I'm a big Zac Efron fan. I think he's a great actor. I've seen him on a lot of stuff since then. I think he's really good. And I think, confession I think Vanessa Hudgens is a very underrated actress and I mm-hmm. think with the right part I think she actually could make some waves if given the right material I've seen her in some crap um, I don't know that she makes good good acting choices but uh, so that's kind of where I'm set up on Huska musical and I know they're not in the series uh, but you know I come into this not I don't want you thinking that oh School musical he's a, he's gonna hate that because he's a guy I like a high school musical on the premise so the premise behind this is it's a high school where they are making the musical of high school musical. And it's kind of, I guess the reality show of behind it of casting and making the musical. Is that kind of where it is kind of what what it's all about?
0: First, first sidebar. I have to say, I have this Mm. huge smile on my face and my love for David Dollar just grew 10 times bigger (laughs) because not only did you say that you love Zac Efron, you called him a good actor. He's He's an excellent actor, right? (laughs) And nobody will say that. And I'm like, guys, watch watch Zach Efron actually act. He can chew up the scene. He well, is we so went, good.
1: Just as a sidebar, one of our recent episodes of the NewsCast Movie Show, my movie podcast, we did what's called an actor draft. And the premise was we were the head of a studio. We got to pick seven actors to exclusively sign them to a deal. Like they were making movies for you. And Zach Efron was my, he was one of my choices. He was the later round, like six or seven, but he was one of my picks. I'm like, this is a good actor. And I think he is, you know, underrated he does also good mm-hmm. he's just he's he some great work out there he really really does, so I'm yes, big does. Efron
0: fan. oh me too me too he's my he's he's actually sorry my dog is like, that's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, zach efron uh as troy bolton is actually my disney plus avatar <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> that's hilarious
0: <laughs> so yeah to, to tell you where i am on the zach right. efron scale okay it's right there uh okay so this show, yes. What what you're describing is is kind of, yes. Uh, what the deal is, is if you have never seen High School Musical, the movies, if you've never, never taken a, a second, if you've never looked at any, that's fine. You don't need to in order to watch this show. If you hated those, that's fine also. You don't need to have liked that to enjoy the show. If Interesting. You, mm-hmm. huh? If you have seen them and enjoyed them, it pluses what is going on with the show with all these little – you know, sidebars and, and, um, inside joke kind of things and, and stuff that they, the ridiculousness factor kind of notches it up. Um, what I like to do is I call high school musical, the musical, the series, it is, uh, the office meets glee.
1: Interesting. So if,
0: if you like the Office. And you liked the singing high schoolers of Glee. This is a marriage of those two ideas of of, of the premise of of those two ideas in in one show, and uh, it is it's it's uh, basically this high school has decided to put on High School Musical, uh, the musical. They are actually East uh, East Side. uh, yeah, they—they're actually the high school that High School Musical was filmed at, which is in Salt Lake City, and mm-hmm. um, there. And it's, it's little things like that make me laugh. Is one of the teachers is um, he's like the STEM teacher, is a science teacher, and so he thinks the arts are stupid and whatever, um, which you know is a little cliche, but I'm sure he'll come around in the end because they always do. Uh, <laughs> but um, he says something like. We're not the Wildcats. We've never been the Wildcats. We're the Leopards, you know? And so I just laugh every time. I'm like, go Leopards, because, you know. Uh, anyway, but right. uh, but the point is, is that um, it is about a whole new set of kids. They are not related to or pretending to be, or it's not a reboot of that movie. It is a whole new story. They just happen to be being pulled together to talk about high school musical, uh putting on, you know, this, this, this drama club, you know, a production and it's wonderful. The kids are super talented. Holy cats. These, I every every week I started following them all on Twitter. Yes, I'm the 45 year old like following all these teenagers (laughs) on Twitter and I'm tweeting at them just being like, oh, my gosh, I love you. I love you even more this week. I love you even more than last week than the week before, because you guys are just amazing. Um, They've probably got my name somewhere blocked as the stalker uh, for High School Musical, the musical series. But this is this is probably uh, this is actually probably my favorite of the Disney Plus uh, things that are out Interesting. there. Interesting. I watched this first and then I watched The Mandalorian. <laughs> um, <laughs> Interesting. But again, I think that's because I also am that huge High School Musical fangirl in the first place and then this just as meeting all the, all the experiences that I wanted it to meet. It's checking off all the boxes. It's got the music. I love the office. Like I said, I love that kind of, it's like a documentary thing where they look at the camera every now and then, but they're not you know right. straight on looking at the camera all the time. And uh, it's really clever. And again, the kids are so talented. Every single one of these, we could be talking about the next Zac Efron easily. Um from anybody in, in this, in this cast. It's, it's a really great cast.
1: Yeah. And I don't think that, um, honestly it's not, and these episodes are actually, are like 30, 30 or 40 minutes long. So mm-hmm. it's not like they're an hour's worth of no. work every time. And some of these, I'm actually looking the first episode is like 40 minutes and the rest are 30 minutes long. So it's a half hour of your time. Um, and honestly, I don't think none of them are going to, any of the, any of them are gonna block you because, you know, you're a fangirl. Me, however, 44 year old me tweeting the high school girls going, Hey, you guys are awesome and I love you. Probably not so much, you know. But uh, but yeah, I will that's definitely on my list to watch. like even without your endorsement, I would have watched it anyway at some point. I guess I am I am waiting for these other other series to end their first seasons so I can jump to new series because I can only take on so much at once. No, like I you. yeah, I get we it. I get you it so it. much.
0: <laughs> I no, I totally, I totally get well, and I'm laughing because like when you mentioned, you know, what how do I do that? I don't sleep. That's kind of, I yeah. have been yeah. quote unquote blessed with this random um, insomnia that hits every now and then. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'll just go, I'll go where I, you know, get two or three hours of sleep. And in the meantime, when I'm up, what else do I have to do but watch these shows?
1: <laughs> right. Well, little secret for the audience, guess being a travel agent, most of it is actually not riding Space Mountain, and most of it's not eating at Liberty Tree Tavern or meeting Elsa and Anna. Most of it actually is sitting down in front of a computer, pulling up Disney websites that don't work, pulling quotes <laughs> for families and emailing those families and telling them, Hey, we got your trip, blah, 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 or getting online, battling a system trying to do fast. But that's most of what we do. Uh, I watch that's how I watch it. I have a little mm-hmm. setup on my table, my computer, and off to the right here, I put my iPad there. And I'm able to watch films as I'm entering data, or I'm doing quotes and mm-hmm, things like that. And I've, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen new to me this year. I think I've seen like 152 movies so far this year. Um, you know, I watch maybe one a day, one every couple of days, or it might take me three days. To, it took me three days to watch The Irishman on Netflix, which just premiered because it's a three and a half hour movie. Um, but that's David, how I and that's how I watch. David. That's how I watch Disney Plus. Yes, yeah. Did you like it? I did. I did. I didn't love it. I liked it. Thank you. I thought it was good. I thought it was good, but it's not it's not my top ten. I'm not like Scorsese can do no wrong and De Niro Pacino. No, it's (sighs) a good movie. It's it's not for everybody, not just because of the runtime because it can be a slog and I feel like there's an hour of that that could have been taken out um, after like it's the fine of,
0: it's fine the death right? of one of the
1: main characters we went on another 45 minutes oh I'm my like, gosh is I'm like, thank what you is what are the rings
0: thank I'm you. like why do we have
1: six false endings here we
0: should have ended 45 minutes ago um, <laughs> um, okay just, I, I I thought it was me and I was like and my husband no, no, no. my husband felt the same way too but I did finish it it took me two days to finish it because I I watched like an hour and 10 minutes of it and was like I'm bored what the heck why is, why is everybody screaming from the rooftops that this is the most magnificent best movie ever Right, where I felt like I'd already seen this movie up until that point like nothing yeah it's
1: called Goodfellas Casino exactly
0: that's exactly what it was okay good I'm I'm so glad to hear hear this because that's how I felt I told a friend of mine
1: um, that I was like yeah I'm I'm two hours into this movie and then I realized it would only been 25 minutes and just, it's like, you know, that's kind of, kind of how it was. But, uh, but no, that's how I watch films and I know people are like, how do you get to do so much while you're working? No, that's, I, I work as I watch movies mm-hmm. uh, and watch TV shows and, you know, and I actually, when we're done with this, I've got, I got somebody who's already texting me like, "Hey, I need so and so so and so so. I'm going to start working on that while I'm watching The Mandalorian and then A Marriage Story and whatever." And, <laughs> and so, um, but uh, Patty, this has been a delight. This has been so much fun talking to you about all this stuff. And uh, I think I think you're wonderful. Where where would people find you? I know that you have No Guilt Travel. Uh, you're a travel agent yourself, just like myself. And um, but where can people where would people find your podcast, your website, things like that? Kind of give yourself a few plugs so people can can search you on the, on the interwebs. Oh uh,
0: well, thanks uh, thanks uh, for having me. This is actually so much fun. And I can't believe we waited as long as we did to talk. So let's make sure to not wait so long between the next one. Of uh, <laughs> not. But you can find me on all social media at No Guilt Life. So that's Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I have a Facebook page. And uh, my websites, I have three sites. Uh, one is noguiltfangirl.com. That's all things movies and entertainment and television. And then there's also No Guilt Disney, which. Uh, I think that explains itself. It's pretty much everything Disney, right? But with a heavy, heavy, heavy emphasis on Run Disney, that's where I specialize as a Mm -hmm. travel agent is uh, I love the Run Disney product. And I love to get families running Disney or uh, girls trip running Disney, guys trip running Disney. Uh, Come talk to me, guys. I'd love to... To hook you up and get you to some races this year, and uh, then the third one is No Guilt Life, and that's just my general like mom blog. That's got a little bit of travel, a little bit of recipes, a, a little bit of entertainment over there too. And uh, and yeah, those are those are the places you can find me. Oh, uh, and then my podcast, um, No Guilt Fangirls podcast, and now streaming a Disney Plus podcast.
1: Nice. Patty, thank you so much. Uh, you're wonderful. And we will definitely have you on again soon. I find it hard to carry a 45 minute podcast by myself every week. So I love having people on as a crutch so I don't have to talk the whole time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anytime, anytime, David. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks a lot.
1: Good times always with Patty uh, the no guilt fangirl Patty. Go find her podcast and subscribe to her stuff. And of course we're both Disney travel planners as we both mentioned and uh, I don't mind having on other travel planners on my show because I feel like there's enough Disney business for everybody. We're all all busy and uh, we would all love to help you with your travel trip. You can find me actually magic on a dollar at gmail.com and of course I'm on Facebook. Uh, You can find me Disney on a dollar. That's our Disney page and our fan page is magic on a dollar both on Facebook. Just search up on the search bar magic on a dollar, Disney on a dollar. Go and like both follow both and on instagram i am magic on a dollar and on twitter magic on a dollar so that's all the social media type of places you can find me and uh, i'd be happy to help you out as well and um uh, you know come find me come join me on social media interact and engage and you know got a lot of a lot of stuff up there links and photos and videos and things like that you can get your disney feel by following across the board like i said next week we're gonna have some fun disney stuff coming up As we always do, we're going to do something a little different with the show next week. We're going to do our very first uh, Mod Pod movie, Deep Dive. And I don't exactly know what I'm going to call it, but it is going to be a movie deep dive. I'm going to have one a friend of mine, and we're going to do a deep dive into the movie The Santa Claus. We're going to spend a little while talking about The Santa Claus, the one with Tim Allen, and uh, we're going to kind of jump in it and talk about the good and maybe some bad and the fun stuff and everything. We're going to revisit that movie and have a good time with it. So if you are a fan of The Santa Claus, join us next week and that'll be kind of our Christmas show. Hope you guys are having a great holiday so far. I know that I am. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to thank a Phoenician.
0: Thanks for listening. Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com.
1: See you real soon.